You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Before we dive into this episode, I have a couple of things to quickly let you know about. June and July are busy and exciting months for me. First up, I'm running a completely free email marketing challenge starting Monday, June the 10th. And if you're listening to this late after that date, then feel free to join in now and you can still get the information. It's all about building momentum with your email list in a way that feels completely honest, not icky, and hopefully that just makes it easier for you to make connections with your people and to boost your business. Like I said, it's completely free and you can join in by going to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash email challenge, which is all one word. And secondly, I have a very exciting community project starting on Monday, the 1st of July called The Everyday Difference. Every day of the month, you'll hear from a different creative or business owner who is making a difference in the world, no matter how tiny, no matter how quietly. And my hope is that these stories will empower and embolden us all to believe that our work matters and to give us the courage to share that work with the world. If that sounds like something that would be of interest to you, go to theeverydaydifference.com for more information and to sign up to the project. I can't wait to share it with you. Now, on to the episode. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of Creatively Human. Today, I wanted to give you a kind of broad introduction to my philosophy of email marketing because I absolutely love email marketing, but I know that it's something that a lot of people are put off from doing because maybe it seems too complicated or it might seem a bit pushy. Uh, People don't know what to send or they worry that they'll annoy people. So yeah, I just wanted to go over the way I see it because I see it as actually something amazing, not only because it helps me to sell what I do in an easier way and I don't feel like it's icky at all, but also because I genuinely enjoy it. Like I love writing emails and I love connecting with people that way. And as an introvert, it's also just such a good way to make use of my energy when I'm feeling on and to be able to step away when I'm not feeling like showing up but still be able to show up thanks to the fact that you can automate emails and send them out on a regular schedule. So yeah this episode is just going to be an introduction to all things email marketing and the specific way I like doing it which is basically in a really heart-led creative feel-good way. So just before we dive in I wanted to share how I have built my business with email marketing. I have been doing email marketing probably for about 10 years. I'm not entirely sure. I've been running my business since 2008, but I know that I didn't build an email list at first because I was actually worried about the cost of it, which is really funny thinking back to that because basically my email list now is my biggest driver of sales and it more than pays for itself. So yeah, I've been doing email marketing for a while and because I never really, I didn't really use social media that much. 
I got a lot of clients through forums and groups and referrals and built up a mailing list and then used that to like keep up the momentum with my business. So that is why email marketing is my absolute favorite because I've literally been doing it for 10 years. So the other thing I wanted to say before we dive in is kind of a definition of email marketing because I guess the basic definition is that it's using emails in order to promote your products and services, to sell your products and services. And I can see why that definition is kind of sounding a bit negative to a lot of people, you know, if it's all focused on marketing, selling stuff. I can see why that doesn't sit right with the kind of people who like doing business in a really heart-led way. But I actually think that I guess my definition of email marketing is that it's a way to nurture and develop relationships with potential customers and not even just customers, also just with people who will love what you do and share it with other people. So yes, selling is a part of that, but it's more than that. It's a nice, deeper way to connect with people. And I suppose the kind of people that I'm speaking to in this podcast episode, obviously we've all seen, you know, massive shops, online shops, sending loads of emails out about all their sales and all their discounts and all their products, or even those emails when you like go to put something in your cart on an online store, but then you don't buy it and you get an email straight away saying, did you miss something? Um, Obviously, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. What I'm talking about is I suppose, more for people who run their business as individuals, for small business owners, for bloggers, for coaches, even podcasters. Um, Yeah, people with really small independent businesses who perhaps are the only one really working on this stuff or have a really small team. That's the kind of people I'm talking about. And obviously, it's the kind of people who really care about their customers and care about the way that they market their business. And it's probably also for people who find it difficult to sell their stuff. And I count myself in that category as well. It's just that I've kind of been doing it for so long that I've overcome my sort of own difficulties. Not completely. It's still something I'm working on and I probably always will be, but yeah. So this is who I'm talking to and that's what I mean by email marketing, a kind of way to develop and nurture really important and fulfilling relationships in your business that hopefully, well, almost certainly will lead to making it easier to sell what you do as well and not in an icky way. So I guess the first thing that I always start off with is to say that it is possible to do email marketing. It's possible to do any kind of marketing in your own way. Um, Doing it your way and being yourself is key actually to this kind of philosophy of email marketing because if you don't do it your way, if you're forcing yourself to you know, follow a sort of formula or blueprint or pushy sales sequence that someone has told you always works, if you're forcing yourself and it doesn't feel right, then it's going to kind of work against that way of building a connection with your subscribers because being yourself and doing things in alignment with your values is key to nurturing a really true connection with your people. So I have a blog post about the golden rule and how I apply this to my business. So basically the golden rule is that philosophical concept or sort of like ethical principle of doing as you would be done by. Do as you would be done by, which basically means stop for a minute and think, would I like anyone doing this to me? And if not, don't do it to anyone else. And this applies to anything in business, but also to email marketing. So for example, 
maybe you don't mind when people send you emails about new products all the time and maybe you do and neither of those options is right or wrong but I just think using that golden rule is a way to figure out what's right or wrong for you. And if you've been in the kind of online business, online marketing world for a while, you will hear all sorts of noise out there about you got to do this, otherwise you're leaving money on the table, or you got to do this, otherwise your business won't work. Yes, there are more like pushy and direct tactics that work to bring in more income sometimes. But to be honest, it's really, really dependent on what kind of business you're in, what kind of customers you're serving, what you're like. It's really not anything that you can guarantee with any kind of formula. So don't think that you need to do things like XYZ marketers out there. You do things your way and ultimately that will work for you. And I just want to add a caveat to that and say doing things your way doesn't mean I'm saying you should just hide away and not bother with email marketing. What I mean is I'm hoping that after listening to this episode you might be a bit more convinced that it's worth trying but when you do try it you can sort of take or leave certain things that I say based on how you feel. I hope that makes sense. Like I want to encourage you to try new things and push yourself out of your comfort zone in terms of marketing and selling what you do but not to the extent that it doesn't feel in alignment with your values. So yeah um, there are loads of statistics out there about the power of email marketing. Basically, it is the best way to put your stuff in front of people. It's the most direct way to sell to people. If you're selling on social media, you're part of a gigantic newsfeed with hundreds of thousands of other posts and you have a split second to get someone to notice and the thing is with social media websites is they're all designed to keep people within the app like you know on Instagram for example you can't even put a link in a grid post and that's because the designers of the app don't want you to click a link and leave the app Um, obviously there are exceptions to this and certain features on Instagram that do make it a bit easier to sell but generally people using the social media apps are more likely to stay within the app whereas when you receive an email directly to your inbox firstly there's probably way fewer emails in the inbox compared to posts that people are following on a social media news feed so it's more likely that someone will notice it secondly um, when they do it's easier for them to click through and go on the website it's like much more natural sort of action for someone to take from an email and Thirdly, I also think that just sending emails gets people to like see your name. It's it's more obvious in a way than social media posts, which just come and go. I suppose that ties into the first point I made. But yeah, if you're emailing people, even if they don't open up your emails, because I mean, if you think about your own habits and how many emails you read and things like that, I know that I don't open all the email newsletters that I'm subscribed to. But I still see those people's names over and over again, like every week or every month or however often they send their newsletters. So I do think it really helps to like get your name into someone's head. And I suppose with these examples of the benefits of email marketing, I have been focusing on selling. But that doesn't mean that every email you send is going to be a sales email. You're not constantly blasting out emails. We're not like those marketing companies that I mentioned earlier who are sending you messages all the time, like every day about new products or products that you haven't checked out of the cart with or whatever. I'm talking more about communicating. I'm talking about making what you have to offer a part of the wider conversation. And the wider conversation of your business includes 
basically everything you do. So it includes your social media posts, it includes your blog posts, podcasts, it includes your email newsletter, which will often have content that's not selling at all. Like for example, my email newsletter is really, it's kind of like a sort of blog post, although I do have a different vibe when I'm writing it than I do if I'm writing a straight out blog post. Yeah, it's kind of like unique content just for my email subscribers but within that I also have links to what I'm doing and I personally do include links to my stuff in every single email I do I know that some people won't want to link out in every email but I do and I don't think it has a negative impact on my relationships with people I have a really good open rate for my emails um, and people say they like my letters so I don't feel guilty at all about like writing a unique letter as part of the email and then including some links to my stuff as well and to be honest some of the stuff I link to are things like podcast episodes and people want to know about that that's another thing to remember like people literally want to know when you have a podcast we may think it's obvious we may think that everyone knows that we have a podcast from all the posts we do on social media and stuff but people miss this stuff people don't see every single post you ever put out there if you only mention it once in a blue moon then people the chances of everyone seeing that that one time that you mentioned it are kind of slim so that's something to bear in mind as well like it's actually useful to your subscribers to know what you're doing I also wanted to touch a bit on the kind of the difficulty, I suppose, in writing to people when you only have a really small email list, because obviously everyone has to start at zero. And if you haven't built up an email list yet or you haven't really got the momentum that you want to have with it, then it can feel like quite difficult to put that effort in. But when I first started my email list, I was making money from it when I had under 100 subscribers, definitely. And the more it grew, the more money I made and it paid for itself really, really quickly. And I never had a huge email list. So I'm talking about, you know, making a very healthy income in my business from a list of a few thousand people. So that's the power of this kind of heart led way of doing email marketing. You don't need to have a huge list because the idea is that the people that are on your list are the ones that you're really, really connected to. And I also try really hard not to care about numbers at all when it comes to email marketing. Numbers are tricky, aren't they, in all areas of business, you know, like follower numbers on social media and things like that. But we're all only human, basically, and it's hard not to care about them, even though we know we shouldn't. But I think with email marketing, it's easier not to care about them. Firstly, it's easier because nobody else sees those numbers apart from you. You do not have to tell anyone how many people are on your email list. And I love that. And the other thing is, like I said, when people unsubscribe from your list, it it could mean that they're not your right people, which is good because you want to have a really engaged email list and you don't want to be paying for people who don't want to see what you have to say. But to be honest, it doesn't even mean that because I know for a fact that I unsubscribe and resubscribe to people all the time because sometimes I just want to have a clear out. Sometimes I want to quieten things down in my inbox. Often I'll unsubscribe from people's emails, but I'll still follow them on social media, for example, or I might be in someone's Facebook group, but not on their email list. So I don't think we should read into unsubscribes that much. We shouldn't take them personally and we shouldn't even necessarily assume that people have unsubscribed because they don't like what we do people are busy and they have every right to unsubscribe and quieten things down whenever they feel like so having the right people subscribed and writing the right kind of content that fosters that kind of 
deep connection means that you do not have to have a big email list at all for it to be really impactful impactful in terms of connecting with your people but also in terms of just making your whole business life easier just making it more sustainable because it's really hard if you're selling on social media for example to keep showing up all the time and for your sales to like dry up when you're not there it's really tiring especially as an introvert or or especially for anyone who has like mental health issues or physical health issues or whatever Email marketing is something that you have a bit more control of. It means that you can schedule things in advance. You can schedule like a regular newsletter or a monthly update of your products so that people are always seeing what you do, but you don't have to be constantly on social media. And the other thing is that social media, and people always say this, and it really is true, social media could change at any time. We've seen it happen in the past with sites like MySpace. Things change and they can change quite suddenly. And you can spend a lot of time building up this, you know, thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram. And one day something could happen. Instagram could take issue with your account. Instagram could go belly up, whatever. If you have that email list, then you have something that's more in your control. And that's not to say that social media isn't worth it, but the email list is a way to take those people from social media, like to invite them to take sort of the next deeper step with you and to have a sort of, it's sort of like a backup plan for your business, like not putting all your eggs in one basket. I think that's really important when you run an online business. So yeah, I've talked a bit about why email marketing is so important, how it can make a really important connection and make things easier to sell. I suppose I wanted to touch on a bit about how I know that it's a lot of pressure for people to come up with content to write to their email list. And I guess I have a few things to say about that. So firstly, I would just suggest writing less frequently if that makes things easier for you. So I write my newsletter weekly and I like keeping in touch with people weekly, but there's plenty of people who send newsletters monthly. And I know that monthly is still enough for me to remember who they are. And if that feels good to you, then I think that that's a really good way to make sure that you're doing it but without putting the pressure on yourself because it's better to do it infrequently than not do it at all that's kind of my philosophy of it I also think that maybe if you send out less frequent emails give yourself permission to sort of experiment and find your voice find your flow find your rhythm with it then eventually you might actually find it a lot easier that's certainly been the case with me so although I've had an email list for a long time um my current newsletter at ruthpoundwhite.com is fairly new and I would say it took me a good few months to find a rhythm that I was comfortable with with it and now that I have that rhythm it's so much easier to write those emails so yeah it takes a while and that's fine. The other thing I wanted to say that helps with that kind of overwhelm at creating content is that it's really okay to repurpose your content it really really is We are not like huge firms with a massive marketing budget and loads of staff. There is only so much that we have the energy and the time to do. So it's fine to reuse content in different places. And the fact is that most people who follow us are not going to see absolutely everything we ever post or send as an email. So there's reason enough to repurpose there just to make sure that more people see it. And those that do see it, I don't think they're going to care. I really don't. Like I know if it came from a good place, if the content was good, 
if the person was sincere, I really would not mind if they wrote something in an email that they'd also written in a blog post. I'm not saying that everything you do should be, you know, repurposed like that. But I think it's okay to do that sometimes or to do it in a in a sort of half repurposed, half fresh kind of way. So for example, this is what I do with my email list. I will often write a newsletter and take a little bit of it and post it on Instagram. And sometimes I'll invite people to sign up to my newsletter if they wanted to get the full thing. Occasionally, I will take an email newsletter I've written and publish it as is, as a blog post and invite people through the blog post to sign up to my email newsletter. A lot of the time I'll write an email newsletter and I won't post it on Instagram. I won't post it as a blog post, but I do save it because I have no qualms about like in the future taking that content and repurposing it. And especially if you're doing it with like a gap in between, I don't think anyone's going to know. And if they do know, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong if they did find out anyway. So yeah, there's ways to make it easier in terms of repurposing it as well. And that also ties back into kind of making your email list a part of the wider conversation of your whole business, part of the ecosystem of all the content that you're putting out. So I mentioned that I might take a snippet and put it in an Instagram post. That's a really nice way, not only of sharing some valuable content with your Instagram followers, of saving yourself some time, but it's also a really nice way of just giving a nod back to your email newsletter and like saying, yeah, I have a newsletter. It exists. If you like this, sign up to it. And I don't know about you, but if I see anyone promoting their stuff in that way, I have zero problems with it. There is nothing icky or pushy about inviting people back to your newsletter in that way. And I also often mention on stories like, oh, I'm writing my newsletter today. Oh, if you want to get it on Monday, then sign up now. Or, you know, sometimes I'll be more direct and just like, sometimes I'll give a tease and maybe that feels more icky to you. Again, just go back to that golden rule. Some people might not like that. That's fine. But yeah, usually it's just part of the wider conversation. And I always get signups when I mention it. And I mention it in a totally normal way. It's kind of like if you imagined being a dinner guest with someone not just like banging on about something because that would make you a really really annoying dinner guest but just like mentioning it here and there mentioning a few things but also being you know a, a good conversationalist and having other interests to talk about as well that's kind of how I see it and ultimately the way you do your email list is going to come down to how you feel about it how much time you've got I really encourage you to try and drown out the noise and to allow yourself to figure things out as you go. Like I've said, you've probably heard a lot of stuff about landing pages, a lot of stuff about having to have a freebie to entice people to sign up to your list. You've probably heard that you need like thousands and thousands of people to have a successful business, but you don't. I'm proof of that. And my business was very successful. Um, honestly, doing anything is better than nothing. And on that note, I'm going to talk about actually getting started because I know that that is another thing that can put people off, you know, having the time and the mental energy to literally figure out the tech and how to get going. Um, I am doing a free email challenge which will kind of go into this, include a few checklists and stuff. And that's at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash email challenge. But the gist of getting started in the easiest way possible is literally to sign up with an email marketing provider. I recommend you do not waste time like comparing all different providers because there are loads. So just go with one that your friend recommends. I mean, I use ConvertKit 
But if you want something free, then you can use MailChimp. Sign up to that, create a landing page, and then you can direct people to that landing page to sign up to your newsletter. Don't call it a newsletter though. Don't just say sign up to my newsletter. Think of a reason for people to subscribe. Now, the reason could be a free thing if you had time to create it. But if you don't have time to create a free thing, just literally think of something that people will get out of your newsletter. So for example, it could be behind the scenes of whatever you're working on. It could be first access to sales if you sell products. It could be, you know, your personal thoughts that you don't share outside of your newsletter, anything. Just something a bit more than just sign up to my newsletter because, you know, there's so many newsletters to sign up to out there on the internet. So you just need to give people a little reason that makes them want to sign up. And yeah, have that landing page, get the link for the landing page and put it in your social media links so that you can talk about it on social media and direct people to those links. Put it on your website. You don't even need to use code. If code freaks you out, you can literally get the URL of the landing page and link to that. Obviously, I would recommend that you do the code and add the form directly to your website if you can. But honestly, remember that something is better than nothing. So if you don't know how to do it, then you can figure it out later. You can tweak everything later. Everything you do now can be tweaked later. The key thing is that you take that step, sign up and find a way for people to subscribe to your newsletter you can worry about all the other stuff later and I really really encourage you to do it because it does make your business life so much easier it really I love it I love it so much I love the act of it I love writing my newsletters and I love the kind of results that they give me so I really hope that this episode might encourage you to get going and There's a lot more for me to talk about when it comes to email marketing, but I don't want to make things overwhelming in this episode. So I will talk about it more in future. So for now, go to my website, ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash email challenge, which is all one word. And you can get my free four day challenge to help you build that momentum in a way that feels really good for you. And I've also had people submitting their email marketing questions to me on Instagram. But I'm aware that this episode is already looking fairly long. Like I like to keep my solo episodes quite short. So I think I'm going to cover those questions in a separate episode. So if you have any questions, let me know and I'll try and answer them then. So yeah, I hope if you come away with anything from this episode, it's that email marketing is not scary. It's not icky. You can do it your way and it will be totally worth it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing, because your work really does matter.